Welcome to the weekly Beach Church Message Podcast. This is a special edition coming from Christmas Eve services here at Beach. We had an amazing time worshiping God and leaning into the story of the shepherds. want to encourage those of you that are givers here at Beach Church, make sure you get your year-end giving done by December 31st for it to count for those tax purposes. You can go to beachchurchjacks.com slash give, and you can be a supporter of the ministry that happens here. Now, our special Christmas Eve message on the shepherds. Well, hey, everyone. Good afternoon. I've been practicing that all day because we always have services in the morning. So good afternoon. Merry Christmas to everyone. If we've never met, my name is Jerry, and I serve here as one of the pastors. And we're so excited to have you here today for Christmas Eve, whether uh, you're a regular and you call Beach home or you were brought by a family member or a friend, or if you just somehow just kind of popped in on this service, either online or uh, here on campus, we're so excited to have you here today. And we've been on this series throughout the last few weeks on peace, where we've been looking at some of the people in the Christmas story and how they experienced peace through their trusting in God. And so uh, I was thinking about it, can I tell you the antithesis of peace? Yesterday, I, I, made a, I had an appointment to get my hair cut yesterday, and my guy is over in the town center area. That's the antithesis of peace. I mean, streets were like parking lots, and parking lots were on steroids. It was just crazy. And I actually popped into Ross while I was there, and uh, y'all, literally, I've never seen this before. The line was all the way to the very back of the store and then wrapping around. And I immediately just turned around and walked out. And I thought, there is nothing in this store worth me waiting in that line. And I gave thanks to God for Amazon Prime. That's the only way to shop these days. So, but anyway, we've been talking about peace. And something that really struck me as we were coming to Christmas Eve is that oftentimes we do experience peace in this world. The problem is, it's just momentary. Like, my wife and I uh, went to visit our daughter in New York City. She lives in Brooklyn, and uh, we wanted to kind of experience a pre-Christmas New York. And so... It was wonderful. We got there and um, we experienced, you know, the Rockefeller Square and seeing the tree and getting all of our pictures in front of the tree. And we traveled the subways and, and at almost every major substation in New York City around this time of year. You got some of the best musicians around, you know, playing for tips, playing Christmas songs. It was just so awesome. Uh, we also got a chance. My wife has always wanted to go and see uh, the Rockettes. And so we actually got tickets. We sat on the very back row of Music City Hall, and it was Radio City Music Hall, and it was amazing, amazing. And probably my favorite moment of peace was we had been delayed in our, in our air flight travel the night before to get there, and so and we stayed up late that night. And the next morning, I was so looking forward just to going to a New York City bagel shop. Come on. I mean, they make the best bagels. And I was going to go and, and experience that whole experience. So um, she actually, my daughter has a, a bagel shop just like three blocks from her house. So I got up that morning. It was like 28 degrees. It was freezing. 
beautiful clear morning. I walk into the bagel shop and all of a sudden you're just enveloped with the warmth. And, and, you know, they had the little bells on the door when I walked in. They started ringing. There were people all around this bagel shop. And you just immediately smelled the aromas of coffee and freshly done bagels. And it was a beautiful moment. And I was sitting there, and, and there was this guy over to the side that was, um, he, he didn't realize anybody was looking at him. And, uh, but as I was sitting there watching, um, this guy is... Um, they're playing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. And it's like this jazz version. It's like, Have yourself a merry little Christmas. And in the moment, he's just sitting there. All of a sudden, he just starts, he just starts doing this and doing this. And then all of a sudden, he realized he was in a room full of people and he stopped. But that moment was just beautiful. It was like, so peaceful. But it's just for a moment. It's about the best you get in this world. I was reading about uh, World War I. Some of you might remember this story in 1914 with the Allied forces on one side and the German armies on the other, and they're, they're in trenches and foxholes across from each other, and it's Christmas Eve. And on Christmas Eve, some of the soldiers are getting just, you know, kind of sad and homesick for their homes and, and their traditions, and they're away from home. They started singing Christmas carols. And on both sides, they were, you could hear each other singing Christmas carols. And eventually, at one time, someone said that they were actually singing, O Come All Ye Faithful, in different languages, in their own native tongues. And somehow, that sparked over the course of the evening. The next morning, uh, there was a snow that had fallen over the grounds. And uh, that next morning, some soldiers literally walked out of the foxhole and came into the middle of the battlefield. And Allied forces and German forces came together. They sang songs. They traded candy and drinks and cigarettes. And they had a little makeshift game of soccer for just several hours. Regardless of what the, the world leaders had told them to do, they spent several hours just coming together. And then they went back to their sides and resumed the war. And over 14 million soldiers lost their lives in that battle. But for one small sliver of time, there was peace. You see, that's, the, that's kind of the best you get in this world in terms of the world's answer to peace are moments. But when we look at the Christmas story, the Christmas story is about a lasting peace that only God can give. And so I wanted to take just a moment to look at probably one of the most familiar stories uh, of the Christmas story from the Bible. And if you didn't hear it at some point in church, you at least heard it on Charlie Brown Christmas. Chapter 2, Luke, uh, beginning with the 8th verse. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. 
This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into, the hev- into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard, which were just as has been told to them. So what I want to do is just make a couple of observations about the Christmas story today, about what does it mean, what is the source of lasting peace. And then we're going to sing a couple of more songs, we're going to end with Silent Night, we're going to light candles, and everyone's off to experience a Merry Christmas. So, here's the first thing I, I, I noticed about this story that I think is just so important for all of us to hear today, and that is the good news of Christmas is for all people. The good news of Christmas is for all people. We know that because that's what the, the angels said. We bring you good news of a great joy that is for all people. And that's such an important word because we live in a very divided world. We live in a very, you know, a world of, of haves and have-nots and the included and the excluded and uh, the offended. And, and there are just so many walls and fences in this world and so many people on the outside looking in. And yet from the beginning, the Christmas story was about good news for all people. But we know this as well because Luke, in his version of of highlighting certain things about the birth of Jesus, he focuses on these these men called shepherds in the Christmas story. And I know a lot of us are used to hearing or seeing the Christmas story, maybe a nativity set that you'll see at a store in your home, and you see the shepherds, yeah, yeah, they were a part, there's an agricultural society, and they were probably nearby, which they were, So, of course, they would get an invitation to come to the most miraculous birth in all of human history. But Luke, I think, is trying to tell us something even more. Because, you see, shepherds in the day in which Jesus were born were nobodies. They were outcasts. If you were to have kind of a rung of the various strata of of, uh, society at that time, they would have been at the very bottom. In fact, the Jewish Midrash, which was written around this Midrash, it was written around the 14th century, commentary on some of the books of the Old Testament um, said this about shepherds, there was no position in the world as despised as that of a shepherd. No moms and dads were telling their little kids in those days, hey, honey, I just hope and pray you'll grow up and become a shepherd. Because you see, shepherds had a terrible reputation. Shepherds were, first of all, not welcomed into the houses of faith. 
Because in those days, to enter into the temple of the Jewish faith, you had to be ritually clean. And these men lived in a state of uncleanliness when it came to religious, religious rituals. Because you see, they handled animals all day, and animals would get cut and bleed, and, and some of them would die. And so if you handled things that were bleeding or you handled things that were dying, you were not ritually clean in order to come into the temple. You were not allowed in. So these guys were outcasts to faith communities. And on top of that, they were thought of as thieves and liars, I mean, if you were to come across a shepherd trying to sell you some milk or some wool or some meat, you would walk by on the other side because you knew whatever he was peddling was stolen. Imagine having that kind of reputation with your job. And on top of that, this is probably the most astounding thing of all, um, shepherds were considered, get this, the most unreliable witness even in court cases. So in other words, if your court case depended on the witness of a shepherd, you were done. You had no case because they were, they were not even considered as witnesses. And isn't it interesting that God in all of his sovereignty, after 400 years of silence, when people were waiting on the Messiah to be born, the most miraculous birth in all of human history, and who does God dial up to be the first invitees to the birth of Christ? Who did he invite to become the first witnesses, the ones that no one would believe? Because here's what the Christmas story shouts to all of us here today, regardless of where you are in life, the good news is for all people. Some of you, as you come in here to Christmas, you could say, man, Christmas is going great. I got my family. got our traditions. You know, the money's good. I got a job. I'm thankful. You know, and, and some of you, though, are coming here, and, and, and you're online, and you're like, man, I'm in, a, I'm in a rough place right now. Maybe you feel like a million miles away from God. Maybe for some of you as you've come here today, you, you, you're disappointed or you're depressed or, or you're struggling with grieving a loss in your life, maybe a loss of a job, maybe trying to figure out an uncertain future ahead of you. And in the midst of, of all of that, the message of Christmas is that the good news that God wants for every single person to have it's available to all. God was saying through those shepherds, that's how far my reach is into your life and into mine, regardless of what we might be experiencing or what we might be feeling in this moment. The good news is intended for you too. The second thing, the second observation I had about this story is, is this, a Savior is born. And that's important, a Savior is born. If a savior is sent by God, here's what that means. Someone needs saving, right? Does that make sense? Now, here's our temptation. Our temptation is to look around and think about that guy or that woman. You know the one you compare yourself to all the time when you're making yourself look better than you really are and you look at them and it's like, oh man, glad I'm not that person. 
You know, they, they, they have made bad decisions. They're in bad places. Can't they see what they're doing? You know, and it's very easy to get all uppity when you have someone like that that you're looking at. But you see what the Bible says is that if you've got a heartbeat right now, if you've got air in your lungs, if you are above ground, you need a savior. Because the Bible says all, there's that, that's that inclusive term again. All are offered the good news. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You see, from the very beginning, God created this beautiful world. And the climax of his creation was humanity. We were, we were created to walk with God and be in community with God and, and live on purpose for God. And from early on, we turned our backs on God. We wandered away from God, the first humans. And because of that, in every succeeding generation, the DNA of brokenness and lostness and sin is upon every single human life. No matter how much money you have, no matter how successful you are in life, no matter even how happy you might be in this moment, we stand in a place of lostness when it comes to a holy and perfect God. As a human race, each of us have wandered away from God and we cannot find our way back to God without God. That's why a Savior was born. Jesus came fully human and fully God to live a perfect life without sin. And then ultimately, not just to come and teach us about life and to show us the love of God, but to exemplify it. When he willingly went to the cross and sacrificed his life so that we might find our way back to God, not through anything that we could do, but through what he did on our behalf. And so, the lasting peace that comes through God doesn't come through perfect circumstances. I hope you hear that, because I don't think any of us are living in perfect circumstances this Christmas. Lasting peace does not come through perfect people because we all have missed that train. Perfect peace comes through the Prince of Peace, the Savior who came to make possible for us to live in a right relationship with our Creator that we can never get back to on our own efforts. And so as we wrap up our time together, you know, I, I want to pray for all of us here today. Because I think for some of us, maybe you would say, well, I've, prayed, I've placed my trust in Jesus. I know the Prince of Peace. But maybe just some circumstances have occurred in your life and some of the struggles you've been going through. And it's very easy to forget who we are and whose we are. You know, the challenges just keep mounting and issues and problems and pretty soon it can be very easy to forget that you are a son or a daughter of the Most High King. That God is for you. 
that God is with you. And that Jesus came to give something to you and me, the possibility that we could not do for ourselves to bring us back to that relationship with God, to give us a future and a hope. And some of you, if you're honest, you say, yeah, I just forget that in the midst of everything else going on in life. You know what Jesus promised for those who had placed their trust in him? I give them eternal life and no one, no one will snatch them out of my hand. No one. If you are in Christ, nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Not sickness, not the powers of evil in this world, not even death itself when you are in Christ. And and I think God just wanted me to remind some of you and remind myself today, we are held by the Prince of Peace. And because of that relationship, we can experience a lasting peace that is not based on our circumstance, but something deep inside that is an anchor, even in the midst of life's storms. You can stand knowing that you're held, that you're loved, that he is with you. And then for some of us here today, I maybe, maybe for some of us online or here in the room, maybe for you, you've never placed your trust in the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace, a name given to Jesus, means he is the captain of peace. He is the keeper of peace. And it's through him that we experience a lasting peace that changes our past, our present, and our future. And so today I want to pray that we would remember who we are. And for some of us, I want to pray and and help you maybe to make that decision. Maybe God's laid it on your heart to place your trust in Jesus for the very first time. Christmas 2022 could be the beginning of a different kind of future. Not that squares everything away and makes all your life perfect. But to know with assurance that you are loved and held And nothing can separate you, not even death itself, from the one you've placed your trust in. So I want us to bow for just a moment, if we could. For those of you that are online or here on campus, if that's you, and maybe you've never placed your trust in Jesus as the Savior of your life, He came that you might know the good news as well. And so this afternoon, maybe for the very first time, You want to place your trust in Jesus. If that's you, I want you just to take a moment, if you would. If you're in the online space, you can indicate it in the chat space. Or if you're here in the room, if you would, just right now, just raise your hand. If you would like to receive Jesus for the first time, to place your trust in him. I want to invite you to make this your prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you have pursued my heart down every lost and lonely path of life. Today I place my trust not in my own efforts, but in what Jesus did for me. Come into my heart and my life and do what only you can do. I freely receive the gift that has been made available the forgiveness of my sins, the promise of a new future 
and a new eternity. Thank you. Thank you for pursuing me. I place my trust, the full weight of my life, to you. And now for those that might be in the room today and you're saying, man, I feel a million miles away from God or, or I, I know who Jesus is, but I have just, I have forgotten. I have forgotten the Prince of Peace in my life. And for you, I just want to pray, God, would you bring strength and hope? Would you bring the assurance of the Prince of Peace into every heart today? No one is excluded. That you have come to help us live not from a place where we're trying to earn victory, but from a place where we've already got the victory in Jesus. We can live in a place of confidence that we could be anchored, even in the midst of life's circumstances and struggles, we could be anchored in your presence and in your love. We ask you to come into our hearts and lives and speak peace, a peace that will last. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's podcast. We'd love to connect with you and hear from you on how this week's podcast impacted you. You can always connect with us through our app, Beach Church Jacks, which is found on the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store. And you can always go to our website, beachchurchjacks.com. Have a great day.